Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week, we are going to talk about a strange, sad, and taken-for-granted concept in publishing. The fact that after a mere one year, books are often, or almost always, left for dead. Like you're on the battlefield and you're retreating and you just leave all those books there because you've watched the sales curve ramp up steadily in the three months before publication and you ship all those pre-orders and then you peak in about three months after publication and then you have a very sharp decline that goes pretty far down and then never goes back up, but maybe just steadily putters along at a much, much decreased rate of sale. Joe, are you implying that those books might still have some life left in them if they were to get medical care? Oh, indeed I am. It's like... Bless my... Um, Save I, the books. I can tell you a few examples from our own career where books that we published, golly, seven, eight years ago that had a pretty slow time out of the gate. You know, not miserable, not terrible, but, you know, not like, not, that those aren't the books I'm telling my friends about where they're like, tell me about the book that is the best performing. Those were more the books where you're like, oh, okay, well, that happened, and okay, that was, like, underwhelming. And then five, six, seven, eight years later, you're like, wait, it's selling more now than it was when it was new? <laughs> yep. That is the story of so many of our books. It's true. And that's not, you know, and that basically comes down to, like, three factors. You want to guess what they are? No, I want to hear from you. Oh, well, that, I guess it could be more fun to hear you guess, but for me anyway. But <laughs> I suppose it all depends why we're here, doesn't it? <laughs> Reason one, book development. If you can look at it and figure out what it is, and it's not tied to a current event of seven years ago, there's still a reason to buy it. And there could forever be a current event news item that makes that book relevant again, or you could work with like a subcluster of stores that get that book and didn't exist or didn't have a reason to buy it when it was new. Mm -hmm. You know, so that really comes down to book development. <coughs> Excuse and, me. <laughs> and so, if you develop your book correctly, it doesn't have an end date. Great know? point. And then, partly, there's a phenomenon in our industry that is super sad called remaindering, where, oh. where you make a book, and then after a year you assume that that is the best it's ever going to do, so you just sell off the rest for scrap. And then that becomes essentially a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's not going to recover greatly from that because it's now worthless and you're usually abandoning the rights when you do that. Right. 
And so you've basically created a self-fulfilling prophecy. And we don't do that. You know, we're looking at, you know, if something is really dead or we're running out of a license or something, then, you know, that's a little bit of a different story because we don't really have an option there. But if we have an option, we take a look at it and we say, like, what are the likelihood that this will come back around? And then third, I didn't really have a third one, but I'll make one up <laughs> on the spot. It's, I'm glad I didn't guess. That was the trick question. Kind of, well, I guess I, I sort of put, I amalgamated the two. <laughs> it's like you will, no, I guess I did have a third. You will broaden the scope and reach of your publishing over time, you know? So right. yeah. you will access avenues, places, retailers, audiences, markets, whatever you want to call them that you couldn't prior points in your career, you know? So you want to think about that and then develop accordingly, because if you know that there will be people learning about something and, you know, and this is something that has like plagued me in my entire career where like people would come up to me and be like, why have I never heard of you before? <laughs> you know, like, like, how am I supposed to answer that like, question? Well, I was like, well, we're here now. So, you know, and you know, just because they would look, and we would have like hundreds of books, and then they would be like, "Who are you?" You know, and you know, and this is sort of the variation on that, where like you you need to have a wide enough base, and I mean that in terms of like if you've published enough books, the sheer volume of your publishing can get you into more retailers. You know, and then that is like often a reason enough for them to set up an account and to order, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like if you have one book about paganism, you can like sell that real hard and sell a few. But if you have 10, then you can sell a lot of all 10. Yeah. 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 And it's just so much easier to get customers to make reorders. And they don't just think of you as the person they're doing a favor for. They think of it as like, oh, we need more of this one, this one, and this one. Well, I'll get a few more of these other ones. Oh, and you have a new one? Oh, that's awesome. Let's get all of them. You know, so that's kind of how it works. So don't leave your books for dead. Don't treat your staff as disposable. Don't act like the book industry is drying up into scarcity, which is something I keep hearing about. And right. It's just not that way. Like, the sky is the limit. There are so many opportunities and so many places to grow. Stop believing in scarcity. And then you'll see there's, like, new things. I thought this one was going to be grand, but instead it was no, kind of no, optimistic. No. Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm... On Facebook at Microcosm Publishing. On Instagram at Microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.